the Arsenal bros are here for an instant reaction. Arsenal 3, Bournemouth 2, Reese Nelson, 97th minute, left-footed, side netting. You can't make this up. We are here to do it live. Let's take a listen. I can't believe it. I'm not going to lie. My mental health took some turns in that match. I had some pretty dark thoughts throughout. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we Just go. Too, too much trauma to think that we were actually going to do it. Oh, wow. We're just going to get started right now. Why not? Let's Instant do it. Reaction. The Arsenal bros are live. We have Ben. Ben, what's up? I haven't screamed that loud in my house ever. Ben, the last time I think I screamed that loud is when I was on the phone with you for the Welbeck win. Oh, yes. This, this is levels above that. It has to be. This is This is something special. 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 Kevin, as always, what's up? Man, what a day. Glad to be here. We'll, we'll get into the reactions in a little bit, but this is why we record the pods, right? For these for these moments, for games like today. This is why we started things. And, uh, man, you don't – we talked about it with the Everton game. You don't get too many of those, but we don't get too many of these. Unbelievable. Steve. The Arsenal Bros debut. What's up, man? I want to start by shouting out Ben's less than two-year-old son who was in a room with two grown men screaming at the top <laughs> of their lungs and did not burst into tears. Shooter yeah. for life from birth. He is being raised correctly. Shout out to all our young gooners. My daughter got to see it as well, and she was – I'm not sure what she thought, but if she, if she was distressed or what, but man – here we are, boys. Here we are. Still five points clear. What is it? Twelve left. Oh, I'm buzzing. Oh my gosh. Twelve. That late juice. Like... That late juice hits oh different. Gosh. I think this is the most excited I've been all season. Uh, safe to say, yes. There's, there's no way to top that. Oh. That. Yeah, Kevin, you said that was the biggest goal. In Emirates history, and uh, I guess we'll find out if it is, but safe to say that takes the lead at the moment. It, it has to, right? Like, I, I, I'm out of words. My voice is pretty much shot, and I didn't even yell that much on that final goal. I just sat here, like, completely in disbelief. I didn't know what to do. I was like Saliba, who forgot how to celebrate and just ran off on his own and assaulted <laughs> just... the corner flag. That's exactly what I did. I just ran in the longest stretch of our house. I spanned like three rooms and just ran and yelled and jumped and man. Oh. <laughs> you can't script those celebrations. They just happen. I li I literally just texted my sister and said uh don't see it happening. And then one minute you. later Ye I, of little faith, Benji. Oh, it had to be the reverse jinx. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, I just had to take one for the team. Okay, well, I guess I guess we properly go through the game to uh, 
to get to the point where we talk about the climax of all climaxes. Oh. Okay, well, lineup. TP in for Georgie. I think we kind of all saw that coming with Jorginho feeling a bit unwell. Um, any any plan worried about on Bournemouth? <laughs> we talk about this in most previews, but uh, it's Bournemouth, right? Yeah. Surely we're not going to give up two goals and at home and make it interesting. They're so bad. And yet, <laughs> and yet they were. Okay, but that that kickoff routine was nice. Like mm-hmm. it was, I I thought they were just gonna go back to the keeper and load it up on that one side. They had like five guys, and then they went the other way, and that was just really well worked. Like they had to be practicing that so many times on the training ground, and for that to come off, like that's exactly. If I'm them, I do that against like leads or something in a game that I think I can get something from. But credit to them for coming out. And uh, I might not be saying that if we uh, don't win, but credit to them that uh, that was pretty nasty. And I, I mean, I can't fault Gabriel too much. I can't fault Kaliba too much. I mean, that's the second fastest goal in Premier League history. And my thought was, well, we have about the maximum amount of time to get one back. And uh, <laughs> we we surely used all of that time, but <laughs> wow, Steve, what were your thoughts? Uh, uh, w- did you even see it? Were you sitting down? <laughs> I was sitting down. I think I might have been the only person in the room to see it live, and I had to be the bearer of bad news. I thought for a second Andy Reid was starting to draw up soccer plays because it was just it executed to perfection, just right out of the gate, and it was it t- it took the wind out of my sails, and yet. I was the one who was obnoxious in the room, full of Arsenal fans saying, don't give up, guys. We're the better team. Don't worry about it. It's fine. And I, I want to say that I was proven right, but honestly, that was not how I expected <laughs> that to go. Yeah, I was not too worried because we had plenty of time. Just had to get one back. But, I mean, it's essentially starting a game 1-0 down. Like, like in training, when one team is down, and you have to like stimulate a certain situation. It's almost like that. And then doing that, I think, against any team at a low block, I mean, they're protecting what they have. And uh, I felt that that was always a, a big ask. Kev, were you sitting down? <laughs> at the beginning, what point are we talking about? My head's still all, all over the place. The Bournemouth goal, which is essentially <laughs> the beginning. I was sitting and my words are not yet allowed on this pod due to our non-explicit nature. <laughs> but it's like I literally just put money on Arsenal first goal scorers. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, that was $15 straight down the drain. And like it, as fast as possible. And at that point, my bigger concern was my own pockets. I'm like, we have 90 minutes to get goals back. I was confident at that time that we'd do it, but it's just kind of like, I was too. I mean, I just felt happened. Like we, I felt like at that point we'd in the first half, and uh, after that, it's just too much time for us not to get another. And once we got the second, they would open up, and uh, we'd be able to put them to the sword. But, oh boy, the script was different than that. Um, man, not I felt like it wasn't too far after where Odegaard had his hit, and then Saka went like off the keeper's shoulder, oh. close range. And I felt like, well... Surely after that double chance, we're going to get more chances. But 
Benji, it uh, we it, we had to go make a save not long after that. Man, Ramsdale was massive in this oh, game, wasn't God. he? He was unbelievable. Nothing he could do on the goals, but but the saves he made, you know, the one in the what was it twentieth minute, the one he had late in the second half or late in the first half in the forty fourth minute. I mean, he was, and then the kick save he had late in the game. I mean, too many, just too many big saves to make against Bournemouth, but yeah, I mean, would you say that's Ramsdale's game? Oh, maybe Leicester two nil last season. True, another big one. Yeah, and I guess keeping a clean sheet in that game, but I, I guess with uh, with the importance of this game, it's hard to deny that it wasn't one of his best. I mean, clearly, yeah. I mean, most it's... games he doesn't have much work to do. He's threading the needle. He's splitting lines, but his distribution is what we look at. But he was surely there to stand up when called yeah. upon, and he that's stand, he stood right on his head. And he's not man of the match because of some beautiful gem we'll talk about later. Uh, but has a has a keeper ever been in running for the man of the match when two goals were scored against him? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe so. He was tremendous. Kev, as a keeper, what was your uh, overall assessment on Aaron Ramsdale on the day? Yeah, I thought he was brilliant brilliant in those multiple pieces. We always talk about, as a keeper, like you just have to step up and make a save when we need you to. And a couple times say that's exactly what he did. He's not doing anything about either of the goals. And right was definitely annoyed on the, the, the chance in the first half. The dude's clearly in my opinion running off sides i don't know how the flag didn't go up but you know on, what it on gave the kickoff? Him... Oh, oh that one he saved that the one the one never came thing. up yeah which it it wouldn't necessitate obviously going to var without a goal being scored but i feel like we, didn't, just seen... we didn't have var in this game what is... I know. <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure we'll get there but that was just the start of it for me that i'm like you see that flag go up so often afterwards and I was watching for it and I'm like, holy crap, they really didn't even put it up, which it didn't matter, but loved the, just the energy from him. Even when we went 2-0 down, they got another chance shortly after that and he came away with the ball and just did like this knee slide throw. Yes, I remember it. And it's just like, that's the, I felt like he was giving us the energy we needed at that time when I think everyone else was obviously a little bit shocked. He knew the exact role he had to play, and there's only so much you can do as a keeper when you're down 2-0 and you're wanting your team to score goals. But I, I, I very much know what you're saying. Okay, we move on to still in the first half. Leandro Trossard goes down. Um, not good when... Gabriel Jesus is not back yet, and Leandro Trossard uh, and Eddie, and then Trossard goes down. Uh, Benji, what were you thinking when he was down? It seemed pretty quick that they panned to uh, Smith Rowe next to Arteta about to come on. I, I didn't even have time to process it. It was like, what what's actually happening? That was, it was weird. Yeah, they said uh, Arteta said in the post game that it was felt something in his groin, which oh, do right. not like to hear that. I mean, I, I felt like it was precautionary, but after hearing that, that's uh, that's not good. Mm-mm. 
So Smith Rowe coming out, my first thought was, how long can he go? And I surely didn't think he was going to be the one to come on, but I guess compared to him and Nelson, they're both probably equally as fit. And maybe that was pre-planned that Smith Rowe doesn't make it the entire game. So thought that was interesting. Kev, are you a little worried about the center forward situation? A little bit. I didn't realize Nketiah didn't even make the bench today. And I, yeah, I was calling for him in the <laughs> calling for him in the first half. And then Nick's like, Oh, he's not even on the bench. I'm like, Are you kidding me? What's going on? And thought, I don't know. It's not sounding like it's too good for Trossard right now. After post match, I don't know if you saw it. It said he felt a pop in his groin. Yeah. And I, I can tell you with limited medical expertise, that is not good. And we'll see. Obviously, we have bigger things on our mind right now than simply that. But a little bit worried. But we do have our savior, Jesus, returning sometime soon. Maybe <laughs> maybe that's offensive. But in the past, he's returned around Easter. And maybe we could see something again here soon. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what the prophet says? <laughs> you heard it here first. And Arsenal bros exclusive written a time uh, a tale of tale before time man uh but they did show jesus in his training kit post game so maybe getting some work on the emirates post game so we'll have to keep an eye on that that has obviously um kind of gone under the radar due to the situation of uh this game but Hard to, hard to process at all about what's next, but I have to keep an eye on when he's back. I don't think he'll be back before the international break. I think that's another week, two weeks to where he can prepare, but maybe Arteta's hand will be forced here. Very interesting to see. Uh, I suppose we'll talk about that maybe later, maybe not. Um, okay, VAR, our, our first VAR. And my, I don't remember which one it was. Ben, you just have it written down here, but I feel I like I couldn't figure when, out what one it was either. I feel like when the first one wasn't called, the precedent has been set, and we've we've talked about VAR way too much. You guys know how I feel about VAR, and I just wish it was refereed by the same person. Go over, like in the NFL, the head ref is making all the calls. Go over, Kavanaugh can go over, look at it. And make his own call. To me, it's cowardice. He doesn't call it. And um, he met, lets somebody else make that decision. So that's never on him. And uh, that really bothered me. Uh, we'll obviously get into that more. Another chance for Bournemouth right before half. And uh, down 1-0 at half. Steve, what were your thoughts at half? Surely we have enough time, right? That was where my head was at. I My prediction was that we were back on a penalty. And then that was just going to open the floodgates. There was so much action in the box, a lot, some physicality, but a lot of arms. And I'm sure we're in. And I just thought <laughs> sooner or later, we're going to have our, our shot against a defense that isn't a low block. We, I guess, it's a keeper. And that was just going to, that was going to open the floodgates. And turns out I was a bit optimistic. I can tell that you're a young new gooner to, to, to think we're going to get a penalty. Not game like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I mean, they, they had plenty of chances, and so far, <laughs> even at the end, I, I'm proved naive. 
you're not wrong. I mean, it was uh, pretty fascinating how how we the law of averages says we get one penalty out of all that, and a penalty would I mean a penalty or a set piece or some crap house goal is going to be the way for us to make the breakthrough. I felt like, um, but at halftime before we get too far, had 85% possession, but less XG. They had their goal, and they had that chance that Ramsdale made that huge save on Billing, which, Kev, like you said, probably would have been proven offside, but um, but wasn't. But such an odd game. I think they had, I remember in the first half, close to the end, they had 70 passes total in 45 minutes. Just un- unbelievable, but that they knew exactly what they had to do. And uh, halftime, Ben White for Tomiyasu. Kev, I think you were uh, for it. I think everybody was seeing that Tomi was was struggling a bit. Yeah, I'm trying to find when we talked about it in the chat. It was probably around like the 20th minute or so. I said, I think that Tomiyasu ended up getting hooked at halftime. And that was before he kind of biffed that one cross where he did well to get to the end line. And obviously, you don't want to be too hard on our guys, but just watching the the interchange in between our right side there with Odegaard, Saka, and Tomiyasu, it was clear that they weren't on to save wavelength mm-hmm. in that opening 45 minutes. And obviously, we saw the positives from Ben White come in in that second half. But obviously, not happy with Tomiyasu, but it's not it's not the end of the world for me. I think he'll be back. We've seen him be up and down before. Guys are going to not be at their best, and I'm glad that the guy who he replaced was able to step up and and not shy away from the moment just because he may have gotten dropped for the match. Yeah, well said. I think, um, yeah, I think he was definitely struggling. I mean, the game changes when you're down 1-0 and you're on the ball more, and that's probably not Tomiyasu's strength. I mean, a great defender all around. Um, it was definitely some rotation, but seeing Ben White come on was a little more encouraging. Yeah. For sure. The Tomiyasu selection was predicated on assuming we were going to be up 1-0 at not down 1-0 at half. For sure. I think that's safe to say, indeed. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he deserves to get minutes. He's a great a great asset to this team. But you know what the difference is between this year and even last year is that Tomiyasu comes off, Ben White goes on. Last year, uh, we can't do anything. Tomiyasu stays on or a Cedric comes on, and we can't change the game in that position like not not to bring that up but that uh that's a huge change to be able to make and obviously was was a huge thing in the end Um, okay and i think there was moments where tomiyasu was fine like he had some good moments some some pretty decent crosses but when ben white came on you just it wasn't that tomiyasu was bad it just wasn't – he wasn't great like Ben White was. He didn't have the movement, when do I overlap, when do I underlap, when do I stay put, how do I kind of work. Ben White was consistently getting crosses off. He was consistently getting to the touchline. Uh, he created way more room for Saka, uh, but with some more support too. And so, like, there was a big difference between the two on the day. Yeah, those patterns on the right are so – ingrained between Saka, Odegaard, mm-hmm. and White, because that's what we've rolled with the majority of the season. So maybe uh, maybe some changes there made things, uh, especially in the situation, made 
things a little trickier, but happy to see White come on. Two nil. I couldn't believe that they called the foul in the first place on Thomas Party when that guy took that rock touch and ran into Party. Called the foul, and then a close one out for a corner, and then Marco Tenesi bagged off the corner. Two nil. Fifty seventh minute. Wow. Um, did we think we could do that after that? The wind from my sails. I was so pissed. (laughs) It was awful. So I was I was pretty uh, despondent after that. Yeah, I think uh, I think I said we're done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that this the 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 pause in the pod right here is the mood. (laughs) (laughs) You can feel it. The body's keeping the score. I am uh, <laughs> ugh, gross. I want to freaking throw up. It yeah, was that was uh, that was pretty bad. That was uh, about as low as we've been in a long time. Because there, there were probably lots of thoughts that went across our uh, our minds at that moment, right? Yeah, not well, good things. If I can jump forward just a little, though, what I think Let's is interesting is after they got their second goal, Bournemouth started playing forward a bit more than they had. I wonder if they were starting to think about goal difference to try to keep them, keep themselves up. Because that was when we when Martinelli started to get long runs through the middle that he couldn't finish. We'll talk about him later, I'm sure. But that was when I, I felt like Bournemouth started to play a little bit like they let their hair down. And that created some openings that we weren't quite able to to finish. Yeah, yeah I, think- I, I wonder if they saw the chance that they're going to absorb a lot and know that if we get another, we could really have a chance of getting maximum points, if not just any points, which is going to be key to their survival. Yeah, and the just the emotion of going up 2-0 in that environment for them, I think, even can cause them to lose a little bit of that discipline that they showed for, I'd say, that first 55 minutes or so. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they knew exactly who they were and what they needed to do, and I felt like uh, <laughs> they they did that. And uh, credit to them, I guess. I don't want to give them any credit <laughs> because <laughs> they really bothered me. I can't believe they weren't booked for a, an ounce of a – Time wasting the entire game, but uh, the goalie took one. Did he? Yeah. Oh, good. He yeah. Sixty fourth minute. I didn't see I heard, that at all. I heard him say it was for descent and what? something else. So who knows? Oh. What it, who knows what it was actually for? He had a, I, he had a fake injury, and then the ref was talking to him, and I think he just got a little lippy. Well, Miss Lippy. <laughs> of all things, that's what he got it for. <laughs> Crazy. I didn't know that. Wow. Uh, the more you know. Thanks, guys. Okay, well, we're down, we're down 2-0. Does anyone honestly think we're coming back from that? We're going to go through everybody. Kev? Yeah, in my head, I was sitting in the second half. I'm like, all right, we get a goal by 70. We get one after 70. Then we give up the second, and I'm like, all right, I need to do some quick math. I'm like, we need a goal every 15 minutes. And I look up, <laughs> and it was like 59-30. And I'm like, well, we have 30 seconds to keep this pace going. And didn't. <laughs> Didn't feel, I can't, 
it would be a lot to sit here and say, I thought, oh, yeah, we'll win this 3-2. But just you always know, you get one goal and things change. You know, I thought back last year to Man City. I think it was the last game or next to last game. They were down 2-0 against West Ham. And it might have been the next to last game and scored one, scored two, and then scored three. And I think it was just... the last game against Villa where they went and won it. So they might, they may have done it in both of those games, and which is wild. And you know what? That's what we talk about things champions do. That's what champions do is find ways, even when you're not at your best, even when everything's going against you, to eke out a result. Yeah. And, uh, Thankfully, it didn't take too long for us to get it back. It was uh, nearly an own goal. Great interplay. I believe it was Odegaard and Saka. Saka getting to the byline. And you just think that these cutbacks are going to lead to goals. But there's so many black shirts in between the ball and where we need it to go. And uh, it looked like it went off Dale Stevens' arm and off the post, which uh, that one wasn't even checked, I believe. That was... That Another the, questionable one, but that was the worst one for me, actually. But in that same minute, Thomas Party of all people finds some space back post and uh, slots home. Great assist from Smith Rowe. It must have come off that corner. Ball comes in. Uh, I think it's bounced around in Emil with the header back post. Tommy comes in and slots in. Steve, what were your thoughts when uh, we level up or? Go two one down in the sixty second minute. Did you feel like, well, that we got to have that first one, or did you feel like it was a uh, bridge too far? <laughs> Smith Rose header to party was the first good pass I saw in the box in a long time. So <laughs> it it felt like it felt like a breath of fresh air. It felt like a bit of hope. And then, you know, uh, what is it? Seven minutes later, Smith Rose comes off, and I'm like, okay, I guess. I guess that was enough of that. And admittedly, like his fitness is, is building back up and all these things. But I, I just, I was so frustrated by the way that the low block is able to, to interrupt our, our offense is built on passing it. We're not, we're not a team of dribblers outside of Saka. And mm. when you have 10 in the box, the passing is just too darn hard. So, so many crosses. So many crosses. Oh my gosh. I was losing it. I yeah. mean, I felt like. I wanted to see more interplay in the middle in front of the goal. And we were, it wasn't the horseshoe of death that we've seen previously, but you know, we got it out wide and I felt like we lost our patience and whipped something in, hoping it would go to somebody. But for a while we have Trossard in there. He's the winning a header against nobody. And then we have, I think Gabby moved central. He's, I mean, the, the numbers that we had and the, who we had, the personnel, nobody's winning a header. And it was interesting because we ended up having, what, 15, 16 corners, and we went short on so many of them. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting as well. So, yeah, I was getting really uh, really frustrated with the guys and their lack of patience in, in pinging around. I know you got to take some chances and put something in the mixer, but, man, all it's those like- crosses, Odegaard and Vieira, and I thought Vieira was good on the day, but both of them I felt like were too reluctant to uh, – Stick with the process and whip something in. Agreed. Uh, Trossard trying to win a head ball over the Bournemouth <laughs> center backs is like Marion Pippen trying to avenge Boromir's death, and they just run right into the arms of the enemy. Like it was, it was. A... What are you talking about? Have you never seen Lord of the Rings? 
Oh, I didn't understand your reference. Oh, that's a rock solid reference. Bro. Oh, come on, keep well, up. Well played, Benji. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you, you could put Vieira on on Martinelli's shoulders, and they're still shorter than Sinesi. That was just never going to be the our way home. Yeah. yeah, I thought actually, like I I thought the space there was wide. I thought we should have zipped some more balls across on the floor. Yeah. I thought that... When we did that, it led to better things. Yeah. And I think I think more times than not, like that's been at least keep creating some chaos and like second opportunities then at the top of the box where we're kind of scrambling. And so I was wondering, like, I just didn't understand that big back ball back to the back post. Like, I know that we've created some chances there, especially with Jesus, but uh, it, it just it did feel lazy. It felt lazy. If you, yeah. if you don't mind my saying, it felt a little bit like we were playing with our fourth string striker. There was nobody ready to just pounce on something because that's not what Martinelli does. Yeah, yeah. I think we saw the distinct change in some of the personnel, the patterns that have been ingrained in the personnel and being down a goal, maybe a little more sense of urgency, especially knowing we're going against Bournemouth and this is a game we got to have and maybe – rush things a bit more than we traditionally would and just thinking of who's going to get a goal and just dumping something in and hoping something happens. So I, I wanted it for Vera so bad. I, I thought he was good on the day. Do you guys agree? Yes. Uh, yeah. 100%. Especially in the second half. I mean, he was going to come on. If, if Xhaka had started, I don't think it would have been long before party or uh, Vieira came on, I think that would have been at halftime or shortly after. So in the end, I think that going down so early, Vieira was the guy for a game like that, for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, 69th minute, Reese on for Smith Rowe. Kind of odd to see Smith, like a sub coming off. Um, the announcers <laughs> rubbed some salt in that, but like I had said earlier, my first thought when Smith Rowe came on was how long can he go? I definitely didn't think he could last the whole game in intensity like that. And Steve, you had mentioned the same thing. So uh, seeing Reese come on, I, I remember when Smith Rowe came on, I looked at the bench. I'm like, who? I mean, especially being down and being down 2 nil, you're like, who's going to be able to change it? And Hale ends own Reese Nelson comes on. Kev, did you? What did you think of? Uh, Reese coming on, 69th minute, 2-1 down. Did you think he was going to be the difference? Did you think we still had it in us? I can't sit here and honestly say I thought that would make the difference. I thought... I don't think anyone can. (laughs) It was was nice seeing seeing a change made. I thought... I don't want to be hard on Smith Rowe. I felt like it was a difficult game for him to come into. I think a little bit unexpectedly and don't think he was near his best. And I thought that... Reese is just his I, – I don't know if I want to call it his dribble, and just his intentionality with the ball. He was progressive. He was mm-hmm. looking to beat the defender and whip it in, and that was exactly what we needed was that injection of just overall pace into the way we were attacking, and that made obviously a huge, huge difference for us in that second half. I think safe to say he will be become an Arsenal legend if – we go on to indeed reach the goals that we have this season. Yeah. I'm about to get Reese Nelson tattooed on my back in some capacity, but 
it was one minute later after he came on, his left-footed cross goes, finds it all the way back post. What a great cross it was to Ben White. Ben White with a truly clinical finish oh. hitting down on the ball. Yes. And finding that in. I know we had to wait a second. I was looking straight at the ref, hoping that his his wrist was buzzing and um, that was going to count. And I once I saw it, I knew we were in business. 2-2, two, two, 20 minutes left. Benji, what a goal from my boy Benny Blanco, oh. his first in the red and white. I thought of you immediately. And I don't actually know why we're worried about our center forward position with all these guys out. Just, I mean, that's a clinical finish. We just need to stick Ben White in there. and <laughs> you, you know, he doesn't need any training time. He just goes out and balls. So I think we're fine. Just, just. It was a great finish. Oh, it was beautiful. Honestly, si- similar to the first goal, to find somebody willing to take take a chance mm-hmm. back post, hoping they find some scraps and take advantage of that. Just as Thomas Party did. I mean, who would have had in their bingo card? Smith Rowe, header to Thomas Party, first goal for us. And Reese Nelson to Benny Blanco, second goal. Like the odds, the odds of those happening in solidarity are very low. And then for them to both happen, I think is just a reminder of how insane this game was. And yeah. seeing unlikely heroes step up i mean just the combinations for those first two goals for us just a reminder of it takes a squad to get you to this point yeah i mean what's what's more likely that goal and those two goal and assist combos are being down two nothing to bournemouth (laughs) (laughs) oh i mean i can't wait to watch it back i've been waiting for the NBC extended highlights to be posted and they're teasing me by not doing that. I'm dying. I, uh, I can't wait. I think I, I, I love it and I deserve it mm. for sure. <laughs> it's two, two Kev. Do you think, uh, do you think we're doing it at this point? 20 minutes is plus stoppage time. Is that enough time to do it? Felt like there was plenty of time. I, sent you a message and said, surely there's no way we don't win this game, right? I had a lot of double negatives <laughs> did, in there. Did you say that? I don't think I ever caught that. My mind, and I sent it, I'm like, dang it, I may have just jinxed this, but it didn't care. I felt like once we got 2-2, I felt like it was game over. It was a tidal wave on the Bournemouth defense and felt like it was only a matter of time. I felt like it could have been 3-2, 4-2 at that point with the amount of pressure we were piling on and just felt like they were going to crack. It was a relatively quick strike, too. Two in nine minutes made you think that, yeah, we could, uh, you know, hopefully they capitulated after that. But they, they continued to oddly find chances off the <laughs> off the break and, and, like, good chances. I didn't think they had that in it, but I guess if any professional player goes 2v2, 3v3, you're going to uh, – law of averages is – more on your side there steve what did you think did you did you think we had enough to push it over the edge or were you worried that maybe we were gonna leak one at 2-2 yeah no i i felt like the field had had completely tilted our way and just zinchenko (laughs) firing uh back post passes but missing by 10 yards over and over and over again was making me pull my hair out but I felt like the if there was a winner, it was coming our way. So you felt good about it. I felt good about it at that point. 
Benji, how did you feel? I gotta get everybody. Yeah, I I was just a nervous mess. So <laughs> I felt that we were going to win and tie and lose all at once, if that made <laughs> any sense whatsoever. I just couldn't stop feeling all the things. That yeah. was when Ben and I were both pacing in the same room. We, yeah. Neither yeah. of us were sit- seated at that point. We couldn't. Our wives yeah. looked at us like we were legitimately <laughs> insane. If you're not an Arsenal or if you're not a, a fan of this league, you'll never understand what we experienced over those 90 plus minutes. I legitimately I mean, lost three years of my life. <laughs> can you imagine not being a fan, though? Like, what do you do? What do you do if you don't have something like this to think there's a chance that this could happen? I don't know. Just I don't want to know. I, I don't want to know either. Um, Actually, you know what? Can I, I'll tell you what it's like. I was born and raised in Minnesota, and I am a Minnesota sports fan. So I know exactly what it's like to come to the end of a game with a lead, assuming I'm going to lose. And w- let me tell you, the, the loss of hope, it, it sports are not fun. It's it's just delayed punishment. And Arsenal this year, which is going to be funny for you guys, I think, given how the last few years have gone, has breathed hope back into me that good things can happen, even when things look dire. Yeah, I mean, it's the hope that always kills you. I was <laughs> I was very ready to send that uh, that tweet out, but. Man, at 2-2 with Blanco scoring, some great limbs, great sound at the Emirates. My guy, Blanco, I was uh, always predicting he's going shirt off when he scores first, but not a situation where you can do that. But you could tell he was uh, he was enjoying that. It doesn't take too much longer before we have another VAR call. I can't even keep them all in order. Saka, uh, what did he say? Saka post just another handball shout and then we go 80th minute another handball shout i think the third one (laughs) it's crazy how many of them there were and that i can't remember which one was which but the one the handball that came down off the corner to the raised hand i think was the number one contender yes and then the next one if i remember correctly the the gabrielle header off of billings extended like it was extended enough, and he was to me. He was that close to the goal. I felt like you had to give one of those, but like I said earlier, because you didn't give the first one, I didn't feel like uh, I was just worried that Kavanaugh wasn't going to have the cojones to uh, step up and make a call himself. That was going to end up being hard to overturn, and uh, I was accurate in that thought. We will get to VAR post game. Okay, we get to the 90th minute. We see six minutes on the board. Neto instantly wastes, or somebody, one of their guys wasted a minute on the floor, which, as I always say, when they're down, they're going to wish they had that time back. I bet they wish they didn't waste that minute because they might have gotten something out of this. But six minutes added, Kev, is that enough time for us to find something? I mean... I don't I don't even know how to answer that. I was just I was so stressed at that point and felt like it could have been more to be honest. They wasted so much time. There were multiple VAR checks, already three goals scored. And like Bournemouth five was subs. Not, 
Bournemouth was time wasting all over. I felt like six was low. I think Arteta was right. It should have been seven, if not more. But you know what? We'll enjoy it. The rest of the Twitter world is crying about the goal coming after stoppage time. Whatever they can, they can all shove it. And <laughs> yeah, that. and it's the United fans talking about this. Like, how dare they? Like, they wrote the book on. Anytime time goals like don't you dare come at us when a guy spent a minute on the ground in at a time and i'm just happy that they let it continue to play because i was a little worried for a second it was getting pretty late that we had a chance i think it was off a corner and it came back out i thought he was gonna call it but i was like if you play it how you need to you give that one more minute for that minute that was spent on the floor and that f- we finally started putting corners into the box, and I was just hoping Big Gabby found his way. I can't remember who and the group text predicted Gabrielle to score, but he is fi- finds a way to find late winners or big goals, and I was glad we finally started putting something in there. And we finally got good service that went beyond the first man and not to the keeper, and that one came out to Reese Nelson. On his left foot, he kind of looked like he... he uh, I don't know what the word is. That first touch <laughs> did not look to set him up too well. Kind of went straight down and uh, just absolutely leathered it with his left foot. I don't even think it was in before I was turned around celebrating running two rooms beyond. What? A str- I, I don't have the words to describe that moment, but it was just oh like gosh. you only get so many of these. I think it's been seven years since the Welbeck goal. Like yep. you, you remember every ounce of that. And Reese Nelson, of all people, just leathering his left foot from 18 yards out, arrowing it into the side netting to win. Centimeter to, perfect. Just you, you can't draw it up. The limbs were unbelievable. The celebration, I don't know if you saw the pictures after the game, Reese Nelson dropping the coma. Like, who in their right mind in a moment like that is going to drop the coma celebration when everybody else is losing their brains? You see Zinchenko, you see Saliba, you see Ben White in front of Neto. Just the absolute scenes when that ball flew in. And then the scenes a minute later at full time were just, you just got to frame it. I, I can't imagine being out there. I probably would have been on the field. Like, how do you contain? Just like that little kid. I would have been that little kid. I would have gone straight <laughs> to Arteta. And uh, I, wow, we're going to go through everyone. Steve, tell me what you did. Tell me your thoughts on that Nelson strike. I stood up. I screamed. And started shaking promptly. I don't know if you saw. I certainly didn't notice it live. But going back, the nearest defender to Reese after he struck it stuck a hand out like they were a goalkeeper, as if they were challenged. You were saying, "Well, the ref hasn't <laughs> called it yet." <laughs> I did not Thank, notice that. Thankfully, the dart dodged the whole the whole defense. But uh, yeah, I completely lost my mind and and was essentially speechless for ten minutes after that. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine a penalty in, in a moment like that? That would have been too much. That would have been too much for sure. I did not notice that, but can you really blame them for what they've gotten <laughs> away with? 
<laughs> those those loose limbs had not sunk ships quite yet. <laughs> Kev, tell me about uh, how you took it in. Yeah, I. it was the ultimate. Like I said, with Saliba celebrating the goal, I didn't even know what to do. I went from sitting in a chair to pacing all sorts of things in that last 15 minutes and was sitting down and like halfway jumped up. I, I could not tell you what I yelled. I don't know if it was even words that came out of my <laughs> mouth. And then I'm like, started to grab my phone, then wanted to look back and see the celebrations and was just probably throwing fists all around. I literally, I almost would almost say I blacked out when the goal went in because I had no idea what to do. It was just an unbelievable moment. My head legitimately still hurts from yelling the adrenaline everything it was just an unbelievable moment as we've talked about already the most i would say iconic moment in the history of the emirates yeah i don't think that's up for much debate i think you can you can only throw the arshavan goal and the Welbeck goal up there but i think if this ends how we'd like it to end that at the moment is surely the one but well, just as we described with our other bingo cards, not having Smith Road a party, Reese Nelson to Ben White. <laughs> we had a Reese Nelson banger in the 97th minute to win the game. PER God, Reese Nelson. What more is there to say about Halion's finest? Wow. Wow. Benji, describe. Um, I felt like a man. <laughs> I felt like I could just have this guttural caveman regressed celebration of just pure unadulterated rage and joy. And <laughs> it just, it was just glory. <laughs> what? Did we deserve to win that game? Oh. Did we deserve to win it? Maybe not, but what? You know, it, listen, listen, listen. This game alone, did we deserve to win it? Maybe not. This season, did we deserve to win this game? Absolutely. No doubt in my mind that over the course of the season, we have put in the work to win games like this. We dominated, but like on another day, like that's, you know, we're lucky to bat it back 2-2. So to win, to come back in the last moments, this whole season, absolutely. That is a goal of destiny. That, wow. That is the word, the goal of destiny. I think uh, we'll talk about it later, but to win things, you have to have not just a stroke of luck, but multiple. And perhaps that's just how things things set up. I uh, Man, that full-time whistle hit like crack, man. Oh, I mean, that was... <laughs> That was uh, I'm I'm almost glad we left it so late because I was so worried that we were gonna score that and score a go ahead goal and they were going to claw it back and I mean if we don't win that game, the the state of the fan base, the state of our title charge would have been uh, suspect to say the least. Like I think I've said previously, like you can tell who who hasn't been a fan that long and has never been in a title fight, which is most of us. I think I've been in two title fights, 2008, 2016, 
my entire fanhood, and those had already fizzled out by this point in the year. But that was that was different gravy. That was the goal, the win. Uh, I I I can't wait. I'm probably gonna watch it back at least, like watch the highlights back at least ten times, and watch the full game back maybe at least once or twice. It will be so much better knowing what's gonna happen rather than to live it with the anxiety that I had. Oh my gosh, Kev, your pacing, you must have racked up multiple thousands of steps. There, there, there were a lot. And to be honest, I didn't even see what happened, like a kickoff or anything. I, I have no idea what happened in the game after that goal, how long they went for. I just looked up and it was over and it was wild. There's no other word to describe it. No other word. Indeed. Well, where do we begin? I uh, I barely even know. Thomas Party was great to have back. Pulling strings for sure. Is he back to his usual best? I mean, sure, that was a different game to where he didn't have much space to break through. I guess it's probably worth it to go through about every player. So, mm-hmm. Kev, what were your thoughts on Party? Uh, I would say it was about an average game for him. I thought he lost his man on their headed goal, and they may have they may have attempted to pick him a little bit, but you also know that's coming every single time. But I'm to not going to. Yeah, to be fair to Bournemouth, their service on that set mm-hmm. piece that led to the corner and then the corner was spot on. I can't remember the game guy's name Rothwell. I think was putting it on a platter. That ball was fizzled in. And uh, not shocked that uh, they ended up scoring from it. But, yeah. They made it look easy. They knew exactly what they had to do. Score some crazy goal off a a routine play and then score off a set piece. And you're up 2-0. Like, man, how how is Bournemouth feeling right now? They they were out of the relegation zone for a couple minutes. And then all of a sudden, we're reminded why we're at the top of the table and are back in the relegation zone, fighting for their lives. Uh, I can say this now. I hope they stay up. If we didn't win, I would very much hope that they found a way to go down. But <laughs> Is that fair? That's, That's very fair. Or petty of me, regardless. Yeah, that was Thomas Party. Uh, Steve, tell me about Ramsdale. We talked about him a, a little bit earlier, but you, you can't be man of the match when you give up two goals, and regardless if you can do anything about him, but he was massive for us. Absolutely huge. He had those two gargantuan saves that made the difference. But you guys already addressed it a bit. That, that I think he he brought some of the intensity that was starting to wane with the guys who had been out, been on the on the pitch since minute one, and were frustrated by not being able to break the block. He had those. It seemed like every time the ball made it to his hands, he was running. F- running and starting starting a counter yeah really just not only setting but keeping the tempo for us to to push on just kind of a subtle reminder of yeah we need a goal guys and if we if we're gonna get a goal we have to play fast well i love the man i like that uh benji your namesake benny blanco coming on for tommy we talked about tommy enough but what did you feel like the second half performance from Ben White looked like? Uh, that might have been his, I mean, easily top five Arsenal performance in a half. 
I mean, he was on the ball a lot. His touch was clean. I felt like he was driving a bit more. It he was, had to. Had to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think he just, I just think everything he did just came off. Um, and so, no, he was, he was unbelievable for me. Do you know we've rescued 15 points from losing positions this season? That's wild. There, and I know I said this earlier, going back to last year, there's no way we do that last year. And as I talked about last pod, I, mean, I just can't believe the pace of this team and how quickly things have changed. I just can't. It's crazy. Uh, Kev, Zinchenko. I mean, I think the whole game was turned on its head, being down 1-0, and everybody's typical game or typical output changed significantly, and you're really looking for guys to step up. What did you think of Zinchenko on the day? I thought it was exactly what we've seen out of him for weeks, controlling a lot. You saw him coming inside. I actually liked in that last maybe 10 minutes – of stoppage time and regular time where he was starting to actually get a little bit more wide and he had a couple good services into the box that I think were a little bit, I'd say more on target and more just, it didn't feel like he was spamming the cross. Like we saw so much in that first 60 minutes or so. And so I thought that was good. Just he's elite at controlling the pace of the game and helped once it got slowed down and they settled into that low block, he really helped us move the ball. But yeah, I'd say pretty typical for what we've seen. I think we, it would be much different if we would have had tyranny in there today instead of him. Yeah. I had thought if could tyranny come on and change it, but you know, he can only offer us so much. Um, and I think you're right. I know exactly what you're talking about when Zinchenko was, he was central in what, where he's been the last couple games. And this game, he was there and then found some space even wider and tried to create from there. So credit to him. Um, I'll talk about Big Gabby and Saliba. I mean, giving up two goals, they're not going to be happy about that. And I don't think Gabriel's going to be happy about how he let that first one sneak right past him, um, nor is Saliba. But this game... Created something different for them, in, although Ramsa had to stand up quite a bit. I thought Gabriel and Saliba had to be sharp to recover the ball, and they snuffed out a couple, a couple even man, odd man breaks to where, <laughs> I mean, a, a better team would have skinned us. Although I don't think we would have played so open against a higher quality team, but felt like. Uh, Felt like that was uh, not their best game, but they did what they had to, for sure. Um, Steve, what were your thoughts on Martin Odegaard? Probably not his his best. I know I was quite frustrated, as was Kevin. 100%. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I did notice that late in the game, he started to crash the net more, which I think made a difference in terms of screwing with the, the Bournemouth shape. Uh but man, you can't you can't fire that many shots and not even catch frame and not get me frustrated. Yeah, it's very much not his game to force things and create chances in that way. Um, and just didn't have any space to 
to execute his free flowing typical role. And I felt like I'm not, he's not the reason we were down, but he's the reason why we weren't, weren't uh, creating anything. I felt like he was a little impatient for his standards, lots of crosses in, lots of, uh, I don't know, just wasn't at his best and maybe lost the plot slightly. I think he was missing Benny Blanco. That right side mm. with him, Saka and, and and Ben is just is just so uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? They're they just work so well together and Tomiyasu uh just he doesn't have the same vibe. So he, I think second half Marty played way better than first half Marty. Yeah, we talked about earlier how important Ben White is and how much those three on that right side have played together. So getting that to continue was, uh, I think, a key in us getting more chances was just more space. Kev, tell me about uh, Saka. For his standards, very, very quiet, but going against a very low block, double, triple teamed from pretty much the first minute. Yeah, I actually didn't think he was too bad. I, I saw a little – not that people really hate on Sokka, but there was a lot of people saying it was a really subpar performance. But I thought he was involved everywhere. He, I don't even know how he did it in the second half. That, like, turn, and he beat a couple of guys, and then he just didn't get – I think he got crossed in and ended up maybe hitting the post. Mm, yes. But – it was just kind of a wild sequence, but I'm like, how? And they hardly showed the replay. I don't know if they showed the replay of his turn, but it was an incredible move. And I thought his, and similar to Odegaard, when you're not at your absolute best, I think if you can do the defensive work, that's going to do a lot of things and make a lot go right for you. Mm. And to his credit, he did that. He tracked back a couple of times and made some big challenges, just like Odegaard did. And sometimes that can make the difference in just additional possessions and chances to score, which ultimately paid out dividends for us. Spoken like a true coach, Kev. Yeah, I definitely didn't think he was bad. I think he never lost the ball in possession, which is, I think, the first thing you look at when you're chasing is who can, A, keep the ball, but B, create something. I felt like he did that. And then, you know, he constantly got to the end line and – I think was just unlucky for something not to come through. I think he struggled to get many goal scoring opportunities outside of that one he had early in the first half, um, but kept battling. So credit to him. Uh, Benji, tell me about Gabriel Martinelli, your boy, moved central when Smith Rowe came on. We really got to see a bit of him at that center forward that everybody's calling at. Uh, again, hard game to view anybody because we're against that low block but what were your thoughts on uh martinelli yeah uh steve was super frustrated with him when we watched um and so i get that i think he had his moments like i think he was he does best when he can just kind of free float in from the left Hmm. i thought he struggled a little bit um i think he had that one breakaway late in the second half i think he at least has to get that on frame it was a great ball by Thomas Party over the top. And so not I don't think he'll look back on this performance as like, oh, I crushed it. I think he'll I think he'll wish he had a few chances back. I think kept possession a lot better. Um was more of a connector than he's been. But 
not a ton of moments of brilliance. I thought he was a little quiet. Yeah, not not his best and not a scenario where we probably see anybody mm-hmm. succeed very much. I think that's about everybody. Oh, Fabio Vieira. I'll chat about him. I thought he was solid. And like I said, I felt like he was going to be the one that was probably going to come on anyways. And so the fact that he was already on was good. I felt like he was running out of gas a little bit, but I do think he he was very strong on the ball and continued to create chances. So I'd be interested in seeing him moving forward. I think he can be really encouraged by his display. Um, and Granit Xhaka coming on late, I was okay with that. Who knows what kind of goal threat he was going to provide, but you know, he's shown in circum- certain circumstances he can do that. So, but felt like Vieira's legs were were uh, were slowing a bit, but uh, overall a great performance from him. So, man, I think that's everybody. Did I miss anybody? We talked a bunch about Thomas Party and V and Reese already. So it, Trussard was only on for twenty two minutes, so I think we're good. Yeah, I, no, I, I actually wanted to talk about Jaka. Tell me and, about Jaka, Kev. In his introduction, I don't know if you noticed, but do you remember the World Cup, Netherlands and Argentina? Late in that game, Netherlands is chasing, and they moved Van Dyke essentially to center forward and lumped it long, and he brought so many things down against the Argentina center backs. And we actually... Once we were in possession, Xhaka was becoming our center forward in that last mm-hmm. probably 15 minutes. And he's obviously not Van Dyke in the air, but he was challenging, causing a little bit of chaos in there with that. And I thought that was an, an interesting move. And it shows you the kind of the injury crisis a little bit that we're dealing with in that center forward position because our Swiss Army knife was forced to become our center forward. And I thought that was. Every time I think I've seen it all with Arsenal, they find a way to <laughs> show me more. We have been kept on our toes this season. That's safe to say. I didn't notice that at all. Like I said, I can't wait to watch this back because there's so <laughs> emotions were so high. I was processing things at a much different rate <laughs> than, than usual. But I, I, to me, I mean, you have Trossard and then you have Martinelli. I mean, neither of them probably want to get involved in any physical challenges, but Xhaka probably came in there and was uh, pushing guys around to maybe just unsettle them so we could win something even higher up. So we'll be very fascinating to watch that back. There'll be so much more to look, look for. Um, quick on Bournemouth. I thought their left back Zamora was very strong. I thought he had a great performance. I thought Phil Billing, he's like six, five, his legs are so long. Like he continued not only with his goal, but, um, he continued to win balls in areas that were so advantageous for them and so frustrating for us that, I mean, I, I, I wanted to make sure we shouted both of them out because they were horrendous to play against, especially in that scenario. But uh, for us, I think it's safe to say man of the match, Reese Nelson. It, I mean, truly no objections, right? Goal and assist off the bench. I mean, in 20 minutes, essentially, I mean, and to win a goal, win a game with a goal like that being a hail in guy. I mean, he's talking, he spoke so much about how he loves Arsenal so much. Like I can't believe the shirt didn't come off and he was in the crowd for the celebration, but cold blooded from him. What a day. Uh, Benji, who was your honorable mention man of the match? Uh, honorable mention. 
I would I would probably have to say I Ben White. I think in 45 minutes um, did so much for us, just kind of changed the tempo. I think Saka did play really well. I, I actually, I think he had a little bit more space. He got to the end line a lot. He put some some pretty dangerous balls across. Um, but I, but I would say Ben White unlocked more for us than anyone. Um, so that'd be my my shout out. Steve, what do you think? I know this isn't a valid answer to the man of the match question, but I want to mention that this was the game when Mikel Arteta started to make substitutions, and each sub made a huge difference in the game. He he really had to. If he if he hadn't, uh, we would have been in trouble. But credit to him. Yeah, I I agree. They all impacted. The, and that's massive. Making the Ben swap at at half made a huge difference. And I think Kev is exactly right. Xhaka, Xhaka's freshness and size were huge in uh, in keeping us. I think we were able to, uh, the horseshoe of death was closer into the goal because Vieira, I want to buy that man a cheeseburger because he just needs to, I, I just, all I want from him is to be able to take a little more. Upset. No doubt. I mean, he's, He's growing into this league, and yeah, I thought he was tremendous for sure. Kev, your thoughts on honorable honorable mention? Yeah, my honorable mention will actually go to Gabrielle. I thought first half he had that track back that was absolutely huge. When Saliba kind of want needed to clear it and hit that like overhead kick, and it was volleyed straight back down right through the middle, and Gabrielle came over, ended up winning a goal kick on the play. And just as always, he's been such a rock for us. And then the play actually loved even more. Second half, he won the ball in the defensive third and was busting forward. And that was – the. it's obviously a super young team that we have. And not that Gabrielle's old, but he's a little bit – he's got a little bit more experience than a lot of our guys. And that was just the mindset that we needed to keep pushing in that second half. And I thought that was huge from him. And you obviously love to see a center back who just wants to get forward. I, I'd love to hear Arteta's thoughts on that when it comes to film. But as a fan, it's something you love to see in your players, guys, just wanting to do everything they can to win the game. Yeah, absolutely. You just, yeah, at, at some point you throw, you kind of throw everything out and you just got to, you just got to find a way. And, all tactics and everything pretty much go out the window and you're trying to survive on pure emotion and just find a way to find a goal. And thankfully we did that. I'm going to go with Aaron Ramsdale. I felt like we talked about him not being able to be man of the match, but things could have looked significantly different without him. So massive for sure. Wow. Well, where do we go from here? 12 games left, right? Did uh, nobody's gonna confirm that for me? Can somebody yeah, 12 games? Up? 12 games. <laughs> I trusted oh, you. I thought you were saying like right with a period at the end, not an not a question mark. Gotcha. Yes, it uh, that's less than a third of the season. I mean, it, did, did this is this gonna push us over the edge? Is this gonna take too much out of us? What, Kev, what did we learn? from this game for us 
I think we learned. I, I don't even know what we learned. I am still <laughs> exhausted. And I'm sitting here like next Saturday is too soon for me for another game right now. I can't even process it. So much we less Thursday, bro. You're right. I <laughs> I don't mean to knock on Europa. I will have less excitement for that match than a typical Prem game. But by the time Thursday rolls around, I'm sure I'll be ready to go. But I'm just excited. I think the final 12 weeks are going to be phenomenal in the Prem. Right? You look at just the fine margins of winning the league and going down. Bournemouth went from out of the drop zone now to dead last if Southampton holds on against Leicester City. That's that's how fine these margins are and why why we celebrate these goals like we do because those two points may end up being the difference come the 28th of May. And like we talked about last pod, enjoying every moment of this is all we can do. And that's for sure what I'm doing. Wow. Well said. Well said. Yeah, we all we can do is, I mean, when you're, we've only been in so many title hunts, and I think it's been since we've won the title, since we've been in a position like this. But it, uh, you just have to embrace it. You have to embrace games like this, for sure. I mean, I was ready to say that even if we didn't win, and this is just part of it. Part of being in a title hunt. It's more stressful. Every game, every touch, there's just so much to it, and you just can't you, you can't handle it every season. But it's uh, it's what you play for. You want to be in this position for sure, to where you control your destiny, and that's where we're at. And praise, we took took care of business today. Steve, what did you learn about the team today? I love that this team. Uh, won a game like this with goals from Partey, Ben White, and Reese Nelson. This is a team, period. You and have to have it. You have to have it. And I think, I think, man, it's just, I'm not, I'm not making any bets. I'm not making any claims. But this team is a team led by a manager that I think has something special. And we have at the top of the at the top of the roster we have we have star power, but at the bottom of the roster we have freaking Reese Nelson P E R God. Hmm. Amen. Yeah, well said. It it I mean to get to this position it's gonna take it was gonna take everybody. And like I said earlier, last year we did not we could not have had output from everybody and it's pretty pretty fascinating that we have that right now benji anything to add what did you learn today i learned that i need to trust these this team it's just different <laughs> it's different than it's different it is we don't win that game in the previous couple of years Mm-hmm. Maybe even longer. I mean, most teams probably don't win that game. No. And so this season, we just have to continue to look at the hopeometer, see that it is it is up high, and we we march on. Well said. Yeah, I think I agree with Ben. I learned that this is just it's different gravy this year. I mean, 
something special is happening around this club that I've never experienced in my years of being a fan. And just my years of being a sports fan. Like you, there's only so many of these turnarounds and uh, it's such a collective group that, I mean, like you said, Steve, it takes everybody and you need, I think you need a stroke of luck, <laughs> not getting four bar decisions perhaps isn't luck, but I think uh, it was going to take something to make something happen. And, and thankfully we found that. So can't watch. I guess we have a game on Thursday. How are we supposed to recover <laughs> emotionally for more footy? We're away at sporting. It sounds we're probably going to rotate a lot. And I mean, I think we see Matt Turner come in for Ramsdale. I think Tomiyasu comes back in. We probably see Rob Holding. We might see Kivior. I don't know. Um, I think we see KT. I think we see Jorginho if he's able to. I think we see Vieira. I think um, we see Jaka. Okay, maybe we see Vieira in for Odegaard. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting because we went really hard at Europa in the fall, but since we ended on the top of our group, I mean, it's been so long since we've played Europa. I think I was at our last Europa game. That was in October, and, you know, finishing top of the group was huge for us because it saved us a whole round. So I think, uh, you know, at this point, especially with Trossard, Probably Trussard and Enkedia out. It'll be very interesting to see who is in that front line. Um, I think we might see some academy guys on the bench, maybe get some minutes. I don't know because Smith Rowe can't go full 90. I don't know if Nelson can go full 90. I don't want Saka playing. I don't know if I want Martinelli playing. When did, did we play Thursday, Saturday? Do we play Thursday, Sunday? Thursday, Sunday. Regardless, still, still too soon. Um. So, I'm hopeful that we get to see Kivior on Thursday because Gabrielle's got a boxing match with uh, Mitrovic coming up. Yeah, at Craven Cottage. I mean, every league game, these points are so so critical. We got to have them. I think that's a that's a good shout. I mean, the periodization seems to be spot on to where we've played these guys, and it's been good. Um, but. We might uh, might need to find some rotation here I, pretty soon. I think we'll see six changes from our normal lineup. And that's what we seemed to do during Europa. It was uh, half and half, some continuity. But mm-hmm. who knows who those six are? I don't think it's Zinchenko. I don't think maybe Ben White plays because he only played a half. I don't really want to think too much about it because I want to I wanna enjoy this for – Oh, that it is. An all-timer as an Arsenal fan. I can't even... I think the last one like this was in that 07-08 season. Coming back at Bolton, we were down 2-0 to win 3-2. But this seems to be on another level than that. Also, Wolves beat Tottenham today. (laughs) Can we make this day any better? If City City weren't going to drop points, at least we can win and find a way for... Tottenham to continue to make fools out of themselves. Wonderful. But, okay. Wow. We'll uh, we'll end it from there. Kev, what are your closing statements? 
We've said it all. Top of the league. Let the haters hate and bask in the glorious arrogance of the Arsenal Football Club. Wow. Well said. Eve. <laughs> exactly that. Benji, anything to add? North London forever. Just belting it <laughs> from Central PA all across <laughs> to North London and across the world. This team is special. And, uh, guys, I, I hope we're talking about this game for a long, long, long time. And uh, you just you can't ask for any more out of the team to put in a shift like that. In considering the circumstances, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a core memory right there. So, okay, for Kev and Ben and Steve, I am Nick. We're the Arsenal Bros. Twelve games left between us and Glory. We keep pushing on up the Arsenal. Come on, you Gunners. Safe to say we all need a nap before we process that anymore. In all-time Arsenal victory, we march on. Reese Nelson is about to be pinned in in Arsenal folklore forever. What a game. What a goal. What a time to be an Arsenal fan. You can find us on Twitter at the Arsenal Bros. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>